going on, everybody? This is Drew here. I want to welcome you all to a brand new episode of Phoenix Down. This is Phoenix Down 112.3. And we are continuing and finishing our playthrough of Control. It's been a little while. We had an intermission two weeks ago. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, we're back. We're going to finish this up uh, today. I have with me Matt. Hello. And yeah. So we saved the two DLCs for uh, this last recording. Um, uh, the first one that released was called The Foundation, with the last DLC for Control being called AWE, which stood for the Alan Wake Experience. Uh, so Matt, I, I assume you took on the Foundation first. Yeah, I took on the foundation first. Mostly, I think what I said in our last recording, I just kind of backed my way into it. I just kept going at the end. and wasn't 100% sure I was in the DLC until I was sure, and I figured since I was already in, I'll just keep going. Yeah, so the foundation is basically set up to be kind of the ending. Yeah, the, the um, new ending. <laughs> yeah, the new ending, because it takes place after the events of the main game. Uh, AWE, you can actually start it whenever, um, or well, after you, you, I think you can, you can start it like at the halfway point through the, the main story. So, uh, yeah, the foundation is where I started as well. And, um, to be honest with you, I did most of this two weeks ago. Um, so I'm going to just try and do a quick rundown. Matt, you can probably fill in some of the gaps for me. Um, we find out through the the board that there is a leak in the astral plane that's leaking into the our realm, um, and it's because of this thing known as the nail. Um, which is down in the foundation of the Federal Bureau of Control. So it is basically below the the oldest house. Which so is kind of cool to... as a setup just in general, right? Anytime you yeah. got a weird haunted house or a strange house or something, like, you know, if if the history of this house or something is going to be in the basement. So, you know, I you know, if you're talking about now like a subterranean area, you know, I, I'm kind of interested in that, whether it's the foundation, it's the precursor, it's, you know, some explanation, what came before. You know, I just – I was kind of intrigued to start. Yeah. Well, I, what intrigued me the most was the fact that nobody had been down in the foundation for like 50 or 60 years um, yeah. because it – this the, you start to find the remnants of previous – FBC people from back in the 60s who came down here. I guess they just found it. Um, some of the people went down to explore it, and then there was a shift in the oldest house. They got a little trapped down there. Um, and there's a lot of like abnormalities down in this foundation area. So the best way to describe the foundation is a large series of caverns 
um, that house multiple things. So they obviously did some experiments down here. So there are some some structures where they did experiments and stuff like that. But the biggest thing is this large kind of pillar in the middle of the of the central area, which is known as the nail. Um, it's kind of like a monolith um, that you would see, I don't know, at the end of 2001 Space Odyssey. And the monkeys scream at it for some reason. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's just this big pillar. And, um, according to the, the board, we still don't exactly know who the board is. Um, the, the nail has become unstable. And so we have to figure out how to stabilize it again. And so it's, and, and I noticed in both DLCs, there is, quote, a hub world, a hub area, mm-hmm. and it branches off left, right, forward, back, that kind of thing. So you're, you're always coming back to the central area after you do something to the left, do something to the right kind of thing. Uh, and it was very predominant here in the foundation. Um, and you have to go and do, certain things i can't remember any of it if we're being honest yeah i mean a lot of it is a little bit vaguely named as well like go investigate research site delta yeah like oh okay (laughs) you know you could just give me as many research sites to investigate as you want me to take the time to play right and so while we're the oh, enemies here, I mean, the first thing, I mean, there were, there were different areas, there were things that we did, but the first consideration I had down here is this game got harder. Oh, most certainly. The enemies this, this... that, like, leap at you with the axes yeah, gave me trouble the first minute of the foundation and still did up to last night when I stopped playing. Yeah. No, see, so they start throwing those guys at you in, in the, the AWE DLC as well. Yeah. And I'm just like, really? We're bringing these guys back? So, um, yeah, there's definitely a, a major jump. And there's also the guys that float, but it's not like the standard floating guys. These guys like bum rush you from the air. Yeah. It's horrible. And all of them dodge. So no matter what you throw at them, they dodge. You got to do the quick throw kind of thing, which I've become a master of at this point. <laughs> I've also um, beefed up my pierce to help because they don't dodge that. Yeah, yeah, I, that's the one I switched to. I, I I did spin for like guys that were up close and wanted to get like a quick quick couple of shots of damage to somebody, but pierce was the one where I could just like, okay, I'm going to back off and just snipe these dudes yeah and at that last boss fight that that we're we're going to talk about that's the only thing that's the only thing it kept me from beating or or the only thing it helped me to beat that boss was pierce yeah um so as we're exploring this this cavern um we start to to uh, get both 
hotline visions as well as physically see Marshall, who was the head of security? Operations, right? security. Operations. Um, from the main game. Uh, so we're like, okay. This, she's, this is where she went. Yeah, well, she's using the hotline, which Jesse immediately thinks the only people that can use the hotline are dead people. Yeah. So is Marshall dead and we just don't realize it? Um, and we have to basically repair the nail, um, by going up to another pillar and doing your little hand thing. And that's basically what we're doing, going from section to section, doing that. Yeah, I think uh, the, the, the big other piece here is that it looks like the astral plane is like bleeding in. Yeah. And so you we end up spending, I wouldn't say half the time, but a, a good chunk of time doing kind of the astral plane challenges. Yeah. Platforming and kind of ways of enemies kind of thing. And we do get two new abilities. Well, one ability, one new version of the gun, which isn't really a new version of the gun. <laughs> um, so there's these crystals that can both block your, your, your way as well as like chests where you can get, you know, items and stuff like that. So we eventually get to choose either a telekinetic ability where we can shrink down or bring out the crystals. Um, or we can choose an upgrade for the gun that allows us to shoot the gun and shoot it at the crystals and it will break the crystals. Seems like a very philosophical decision. Are you a creator or a destroyer? Yeah. Um, so I started off with a gun. I started and, off with a shape. Okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> um, it doesn't really matter because about halfway through this, you go back and get the other power. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It only dictates the order of the next sections, right? I, I'm assuming so. Like you can do two once you've done one, one, one ability, and then you go back and get the other ability and do the other two. That's what I'm thinking, um, but I'm not entirely sure. So I, I don't, I'd almost say a little bit of an illusion of choice, but I guess whichever one you pick first, you get to, you get more comfortable with because you've used it longer, and you just get more time with it. So, in some ways, you are getting to choose choose which ability you prefer so it's not just right. an illusion of choice not like a telltale game yeah the uh the the big thing for me was that when i got the the what was it called like the construct and deconstruct thing. shape or fracture Shra shape or fracture it was nice to set like traps up for enemies yeah um that came in handy um but um yeah, uh, I remember I, I got an achievement for finding the the astral bathroom. <laughs> did you find it? Uh, I did, but I don't. I don't think until quite a bit later. Yeah, I I, I went into a bathroom and the astral plane is just bled into the bathroom, so yeah. there's nothing there. <laughs> 
Yeah, I didn't do it. It almost looked like there was a mission there. I didn't do it if there was one. There, I think there's like a couple of chests that you can get. Yeah, okay. I just kind of backed out and said, nope, not for me, not right now. Sorry, I had to sneeze. Ooh. Anyway, so um, eventually, so when we get the second power, so when you choose one, the board specifically says you can only take one. When we come back and get the second one, the board is not happy about that. Yeah. And did we because meet the former before that? And was that in between the two or was it after the two? Yeah, that that was in between yeah. the two because we realized we need the other power because the former is telling us to get the other power. Yeah. So there is this being that is also talking to us uh, known as the former, which was – what I can gather was a member of the board, but the board kicked the being out. Yeah. Disgraced and, or just exiled for some reason. Yeah. So, um, that's, we, we start to trust the former and the board's not happy about that, but the former has more information than, than the, than the board is letting on. Was it the board conceding because the former had told us that we could get both? Yes. Yeah, they said, "All right, all right. Now we'll let you to have the se- we'll let you have the second one." Yeah. Um. So it it it, it comes out that this whole astral bleeding thing was due to negligence from the board, and the former was knowing it, knew about it. And the board's not too happy about us knowing that. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Why? I got one question here, though. Why did okay. they call them four rituals? I mean, maybe I was just, you know, maybe this was just me not having read enough of the, you know, the in-game content and focusing too much just on the, you know, kind of the grind of the the combat and the traversal and all that and the, you know, the light puzzles, but they, they called them four rituals you had to do down here. But what was the actual ritual? I'm not entirely sure what the actual ritual was, but ritual is a very big thing with control. Um, cause they have their own light ritual division. Yeah. Um, in, in the, the oldest house. And in some of the um, the documents that you read and stuff like that, Darling uh, specifically talked about how important rituals are for ob- both objects of power and uh, um, altered items. That's what like like a because uh, like the, the guy staring at the refrigerator. Yeah, that's a ritual. That's a ritual. It's it's like uh, it's things that we normally take for granted. But objects of power require it, kind of thing. And that was that was kind of what I gather was the push yeah. for this whole ritual thing. So the, the closest we actually do in this section to a ritual is kind of the fixing of that floating orb, right? Like after each of the four major sections, we have to fix the orb. Yep. But. 
if that's the ritual, I felt like I was kind of missing what what the connection was between the orb. You know, how does the orb relate to the nail? What what what, what function does the orb serve? And and what how was fixing it a ritual? Your guess is as good as mine. I'm not entirely sure. Okay. I tried to I tried to follow it as best I could. Yeah. And I was just like, uh, I'm just gonna go shoot these dudes. Yeah. So. It was kind of cool. I mean, I I like the. I, I like the fact that each like kind of major section there after you get the the ability they kind of give you that quick tutorial. Here's, you know, here's four examples of how you can use it basically. Yeah. And then you're unleashed. And I do love that kind of the, the last parts of the foundation DLC, you really have to use both. And they, they really, they really set the game up to accentuate that. I thought that was really well built. Yeah. That last orb really, I started getting mad. Yeah, me too. I'm like, I can't go any faster. And then yeah. I, and then I realized I needed to switch up my mods. And that, I, I, I basically, I did that and I solved it in two minutes. Yeah. Just got to be uh, be quicker with those dashes. Yeah, for me it was I, – I had been using a mod that was reducing ammo cost, I think, with the rationale being that I could squeeze out another shot or two per clip, if you will. Mm -hmm. But then I realized I had a mod that just increased damage by 50% per shot. And I'm like, well, that's way more than <laughs> one extra shot per clip. Um, so then like every one of those branches that I needed to shoot was only taking three shots instead of like five or six. And it just went, you know, half the time basically. Right. Yeah. So that, that's what it finally took. I'm like, Oh, I just hadn't set myself up really to, to be able to beat that sphere. Right. So I guess we can get into the, the ending a little bit. So Marshall, um, uh, on the board's behalf, behalf went down to the foundation to begin with. Unfortunately, she was corrupted by the hiss and screwed everything up <laughs> <laughs> and wanted the, the astral plane to bleed into it so that way more hiss could come out. So... Um, yeah, we make it to our final boss of the foundation, which is Marshall herself. And this is the hardest fight in the game. Period. Yeah, I got really good at the first section of this fight only because I did it so many times. <laughs> so, it, you, 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 so what do you mean by first section? I was basically counting each section as at least, you know, at least as far as I made it. And I, I did not finish this fight. I got her down to about a quarter health two or three times before it felt like one stray two-second sequence and I was dead. Um, so, you know, I was breaking it down mentally into sections like you fight her until you do enough damage to where a cave opens and five enemies come out. Right. And then you kill them and then you fight Marshall again until now all of a sudden the next wave of enemies, support enemies come out. 
Okay. So yeah, you can actually um, open up those caves during the fight and take out the enemies then, which is what I ended up doing. If I wanted to retreat both to heal and to to maybe just get out of her line of sight for a little while, I would go into a cave, kill the guys there, get the health, and then just let everything recharge. Let my you know my throw recharge, let my gun recharge. And then go back out there. The problem was was that she would also start spawning snipers. Yep. Who would then do you know over half my health with one shot? And I was like, okay, I. It was to a point where I had to like I have to focus on the enemies before I focus on her. Um, and I mean I'd probably died to this fight, ten fifteen times. Yeah, I'd say I probably tried it about fifteen times as well. Over the yeah. course of three nights, <laughs> this it sucked. Like I, I was like, I am so ready to be done with this. Um, but to be honest with you, and Matt, I, I know we can. I'll talk about more with AWE. Both these DLCs, much like the main game, kind of just end. <laughs> so you beat Marshall. She dies. There's no saving that. And you stabilize the the nail. And the board's happy. And it, it, it just kind of just ends. Yeah, I guess you've done what you need to do. <laughs> yeah, this is why they call me the director kind of thing. And I was like, okay. And I was excited. I was like, good. Now I can do the Alan Wake stuff because that's the one I want to do. Yeah. And that's what I ended up doing. I I was kind of so stuck on the Marshall fight that I just finally gave up and said, I'm just going to go start the Alan Wake experience and beat that. And then I'll come back so that all I have left is Marshall. But I did not end up with enough time to finish the Alan Wake experience either. I didn't get as stuck as I did. I didn't put as much time into it as I did the foundation, but I definitely didn't get as stuck in it. I was just kind of about halfway through and ran out of time. Yeah. There's a couple of, I I would say the Alan Wake experience is a little bit more, it's shorter, but I would say it's more involved. There's, there's a good amount of puzzles in that one. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I saw Um, so far. Yeah. Um, so the AWE takes place in the investigation section of the, uh, the oldest house, which has been basically shut down and cut off and nobody goes down there anymore. Kind of like the foundation. (laughs) Kind of like the foundation. Um, but the investigation sector is essentially another part of the oldest house so like it's it's almost like it was operating one day and then just abandoned and nobody goes down there anymore yeah that always makes me think uh, of a, a, some sub basement in resident evil yeah so uh when we go to, when we start even when we even when we get in the elevator um the first thing that pops up is alan wake himself is sitting in a typewriter and he is writing the story of 
Jesse Faden then goes down into the basement. You know, I think. So he is writing the story. I thought that was really um, cool at one point when he's like, it, it it lumbers out of the dark at her. And I was like, it was all dark around me. I'm like, all right, which way is it coming from? <laughs> so, yes, yeah, it's, it's definitely got a lot of Alan Wake in there. Yeah. Um, and uh, we see a little bit more with with Alan Wake. So we get a couple of cutscenes in there um, with, uh, I'm, I'm assuming what takes place after the events of American Nightmare, because have you played an American Nightmare? Uh, a couple hours into it. Okay, so in American Nightmare, the main villain of it is a guy named Mister Scratch, and Mister Scratch is basically Alan Wake's doppelganger, the evil Alan Wake. So, um, we see Alan Wake talking to what we, what I believe is. Mr. Scratch and it's like well you're not me you know kind of thing he, he's kind of losing his mind um, but yeah so we go down into the investigations area and somebody from the the Bright Falls AWE has escaped that person being a familiar face from Alan Wake, which was the psychiatrist that Alan went to while in Bright Falls, um, who also trapped him in his little, I guess, clinic, <laughs> uh, and then was also corrupted by the, the, the darkness. So if everybody remembers in Alan Wake, we've, which we did for Phoenix Down, Sophie was on that episode with me. Um, uh, Alan Wake is combating the darkness, um, which is, uh, this, it's essentially like the hiss. It takes over people and corrupts them into kind of like mindless zombies. Um, and, uh, the, the, gosh, what was the doctor's name? Hartman. Hartman. Yeah. Dr. Hartman. Uh, gets corrupted with Hartman in them. Yeah, Hartman. Um, Doctor Hartman is corrupted by the 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 darkness in um in the the proper Alan Wake game. Uh, and the Federal Bureau of Control, when they went to investigate the Bright Falls incident, uh, they found him, captured him, and brought him to the oldest house. Well, after they shut down the investigation sector, he escaped and is now just roaming free. Wreaking havoc. And has also unleashed his the darkness into this, this section of the oldest house. So, uh, there are sections of this DLC where you will have to shed light on darkness, just like Alan Wake did. Um... Which is a and, cool, cool tie-in, since there's already a mechanic in the game that kind of allows you to do that, the way they handle it. Yeah. Just grab a flashlight with telekinesis. Um, and uh, the, this entire DLC focuses on Jesse trying to take down Hartman because he is like this menace that is constantly attacking you and then running away kind of thing. 
And a lot of this is all about get the lights on, turn the lights on. So, uh, there's a few interesting things here because they have the, 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 basically like how they had with, uh, ordinary, uh, with Jesse, everything, all the evidence that they could gather from that AWE, they bring to the oldest house. And they did that with the Bright Falls. So they brought all the stuff that they could find. Um, and so they, uh, but the, also in this investigation sector, they also have two other AWEs. Um, and we have to go explore both of those because Hartman escapes to those other sections of the, of the, the sector. Uh, the first one being, um, a cursed, uh, train or like a, it's just a train car where, um, a, a accident happened. It derailed, killed everybody on there on the, on the train. Um, and you have to investigate it. And then the other one was a, um, a lunar lander from one of the Apollo missions, I think. Um, there is, uh, I remember reading something about it. It was, uh, the, 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 one of the space suits talks to people and there's nobody in the space suit <laughs> and it come, it, 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 it doesn't want to leave the, the lunar lander. So they had to bring the whole lunar lander there. Yeah. It's, it's weird enough. Like yeah. it. And then, um, the, the last one is the, the bright falls, AWE, which is basically all the evidence they could gather from the, 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 the events of Alan Wake. So, um, as we said previously, um, there's a couple of things that, uh, the, the federal bureau control, when they first noticed the stuff that took place in Bright Falls. Um, first they thought Alan Wake could potentially be a candidate for the next director. So they, they, they were thinking about that because he has, he, he has somehow tapped into the darkness and is able to control it, which is why he's able to write whatever he writes and it will actually happen. Um, but after the events of Bright Falls, we don't know where Alan Wake is. He fell into the darkness that is Cauldron Lake, which is another object of power. They consider it an object of power, but they can't move it because it's a lake. Um, so they have, they, they do have agents stationed at Cauldron Lake just to watch it to make sure nothing else happens. Um, but throughout this, you're getting tons of information regarding the, the events of, of Alan Wake. I also just love the idea that the Alan Wake world has persisted. Things have happened after the game and, you know, it, it's part of this shared universe. I think that's really cool. Yeah, the the uh, the FBC also interviewed uh, Alice Wake, Alan Wake's wife, um, and she uh, has had reports that um, Alan has come to visit her in the middle of the night, but she says that it's not Alan, it's somebody who's impersonating Alan, which what I can gather is Mr. Scratch. Mm-hmm. 
and he, he's very angry and hostile. Um, and uh, let's see here, what else was there? They did mention um, uh, the uh, old gods of Asgard. Uh, they inter- they they tried to interview the the two band members, but uh, they uh, could not get a hold of them. They did talk to one of the guy's daughters, and uh, she basically said they were just um, practicing uh, for a gig that they were going to have, uh, and um, nothing nothing actually happened um then there's other redacted information that says actually these band members use lights to combat this thing they know as the darkness uh while doing a rock concert with pyrotechnics <laughs> <laughs> and it was is like and we cannot find them for further comment <laughs> so i was like okay that's a nice little nod too yeah no 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 i did not find any information about barry um, you know, Alan Wake's publicist. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't find it. It doesn't mean it doesn't exist, but I couldn't find anything that mentioned him at all. So I was like, okay, is Barry still alive? I don't know. But, um, yeah. Uh, it, but basically what we're doing is chasing down Hartman throughout these different areas. And we eventually confront him in the Bright Falls AWE. And that boss fight sucks a little bit too, mm. uh, but not not as bad as Marshall though. Um, yeah, how did how did it play out? Because I didn't make it that far. Obviously, have you ran into Marshall yet, or not Marshall? Have you ran into to Hartman yet? Yeah, I ran into him in that first kind of section before it breaks off. Okay, where so, you need to like you have to go to like the four corners of the room. Yeah. And if you stay in the darkness too long, he just teleports next to you. Yep. Yeah. So that happens in the final boss fight. Um, uh, you have to constantly turn the lights back on by putting like the battery packs in. Um, if you're, so I, I was able to figure it out. So you're, you can stun him. So the, the uh, there's two phases to the boss fight. Uh, the first one's kind of standard. Uh, the second phase, he pulls out random batteries. So you have to go get the batteries, put them back in. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you turn the lights on, you have a limited amount of time before he pulls the batteries out. But you can stun him. Uh, so my biggest damage dealer is throwing three things at, at him at a time. Um, but that doesn't stun him. The gun stuns him. So oh, I switched really? to, yeah, I switched to the pierce. And with every shot of Pierce, right whenever he's getting ready to do his little, I'm going to pull the batteries out animation, it stuns him for a second. And so I did that, threw some more stuff at him, Pierce, threw some more stuff at him, Pierce. And I was able to kind of stun lock him to where he didn't do that again. <laughs> it it took me. Batteries. Yeah, it, it took, well, see, that's the thing. He didn't even have to be near the batteries. He just basically like charges up and, and, and brings the darkness out and some of the batteries just fall out. Mm. And I'm like, okay. But yeah, so I was able to, I was able to take him down, and with the 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 end of that, Alan Wake is narrating, and he's 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 basically talking to Jesse at this point, and is like, um, "You need to prepare yourself because this is happening again," and it that's how it it kind of once again it kind of just ends, but it's basically Alan Wake saying. Now that I've shown you what the darkness can do, 
you need to be ready because it's coming back. And it ends with Langston uh, coming over like the radio saying, hey, uh, we have a major disturbance at uh, Cauldron Lake in Bright Falls, Oregon. Or Washington. Actually, Washington, yeah. And uh, Jesse's like, well, how, how is that possible? Because we're under lockdown. We wouldn't get a signal from there. And they're like, well, we're checking with the agents right now. And it kind of ends there. So it's basically setting up for Alan Wake 2. Yeah, which is interesting because it doesn't really seem like anything in control is over and happy. Does it? I mean... No, according according to... Um, so after I beat this DLC, I went back to the central headquarters area and talked to everybody there. And they were like, yeah, we still got... We're still under lockdown until we take care of the rest of the hiss. There's no more hiss coming in, but there's still hiss in the building, so we can't let, we can't undo the lockdown until we kill all the hiss. But the board and former are still out there, right? So, and anything could cause this to happen again. It's not like, it's not like the astral plane has been eliminated somehow. Or, you know, I, I don't know, I just feel like it's, in a good way, you know, still open for any, you know, any, any easy way that they could decide to reinitiate some events happening throughout the world, you know, AWEs, yeah. they, they, they can just happen and there's nothing, nothing that we've done precludes that. Yeah. I think I, I, I could be wrong, but I think in Alan Wake too, um, you obviously will be playing as Alan Wake, and I would say about halfway through the game, Jesse Faden shows up and says, hey, I'm with the FBC. I'm here huh. to help. Nice. I think that's what's going to end up happening because they they, they kind of came out and was like, yes, Control takes place in the same universe as Alan Wake. Alan Wake is just a small piece of what this world's really about. Yeah, just one of many. Yeah. And and they're just basically are like, yeah, we can tell tons of stories all based around the Federal Bureau of Control. So, yeah, I'm excited to see where they go with this. Like, I really liked Alan Wake. I liked Control a lot. Um, Control could have handled its story a little bit better. Yeah, especially in, in AWE when the mythology and the story is such a big piece of why it's appealing to to me AWE feels like a a a prelude to Alan Wake 2 yeah it's basically it's basically it's the bridge cuz nobody yeah no, well nobody knew that Remedy was working on Alan Wake 2 this this came out previously and when they kind of released that, that was kind of like the teaser. And then all of a sudden, oh, you know, like months later, yeah, Alan Wake 2 is actually happening. Yeah. I, although given like given their proclivities, I wouldn't have even put it past them to say, you know, yeah, we're going to make an Alan Wake 2. It's going to be a TV show. Right. Or, or done something just weird. I, I don't know. To be honest with you, what ended up happening, I know what you're alluding to is Quantum Break. The The... the but there's also like Night Springs references even in the AWE. 
Yeah, they 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 talk about the Night Spring stuff. They um, in the radio show that they had. Um, and, and even just this, like the whole universe together, they're very like you know it's it's a bit of like synergistic. They're they're trying to pull these pieces all together. I wouldn't have been surprised if they branched out a little bit, or you know, if Ellen Wake Two comes out with a companion piece, maybe you know a Netflix series or something. Possibly. Which they they have said um, that Quantum Break also takes place in this universe. So, yeah, it's and very, Quantum Break's all about time travel. It's very, uh, it's a very nice thing to do if you can do it right. Is build a build a universe like this. Yeah, I fear that they they won't be able to explore Quantum Break anymore because that's under the Xbox umbrella. Yeah. They can maybe reference it a couple of times, but I don't think they could actually use any of the characters. I could be wrong. Um, that would be nice if they could. But who knows? So you said it before the podcast. I'll ask again. Will you go back and finish these two DLCs? I'm really torn. When I put down my controller yesterday, I said... That is it. I had a lot of fun with this game. I had a lot of ups and downs with the DLC. I I think I just kind of fizzled on it and I'm done. And I have no desire to go back to it. But even just now, 24 hours later, I'm like, man, I'd love to see the rest of the... At least the AWE DLC. And I'm like, well, if I've gone that far, it's just one boss fight to have done the rest of it. To be honest with you, that ending's not worth killing Marshall and banging your head against the wall. Yeah, I mean, the AW- it really isn't. AWA might might do then if it's just if it's slightly less chaotic and difficult, and also helps tie to Alan Wake. I mean, maybe that. Maybe I'll just finish it up soon. Maybe Alan Wake Two's imminence is the kind of thing that would push me to go back and finish this. I'm not sure. I think I'd like I would- to. Yeah, I would say at max you've got two hours left on the AWE. Yeah, where where I ended, I was I was basically bouncing back and forth between the two AWEs. Yeah, um, trying to find a way to pull a lamp all the way from one to the other, and then I was trying to move the train around. Yeah, I mean, I was just I was just kind of right in the thick of it. Yeah, you're you're. About halfway through it. Yeah, maybe I will. I mean, if it's only a couple hours, I'd, I'd like to. I'd like to finish that up, and I'd like to finish up American Nightmare. American Nightmare is absolutely fantastic. I loved American Nightmare. Yeah, I've got that set up on my PC. It's on my short list of three or four games I've got installed and kind of ready to go. That is uh, Time Loop. Oh, nice! You didn't know that? Nope. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, you, you, you as, as part of the mechanics of the game is 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 going back and doing something again, but trying something different. Mm. No, American Nightmare is great. I love that. So yeah, but there you go. As a whole, Matt, how you feel about Control? As a whole, I enjoyed it. I mean, I think a little less after the DLCs than after the main game. And I 
if we had done what we had just done and I had paid full price for the DLCs, I'd be a little disappointed. But the fact that it was all packaged together, I mean, it's, it's a good game and there's more of it with the DLC. Um, you know, and, and they're interesting enough in their own rights. And if you've already mastered the game, then, you know, the extra challenge probably isn't, uh, you know, isn't really a problem. I, I think for me, it's that one ratchet down on the difficulty scale, I, I, I had a good mix of kind of having all the pieces work together. I think one of the things that I struggled with a little bit in the DLCs and the harder fights in the foundation, especially was the occasional issues of not getting the controls exactly where I needed them to be. And, you know, by that, I mean, there's so many times in the Marshall fight, for example, that I was trying to raise the bed of spikes as like a protective last ditch, like, all right, this, you know, I'm, I'm out of ammo, I'm out of, I'm out of throw, and I just need to impale the enemy coming at me on these spikes, and it just, it wouldn't catch, or it would catch too late, and, you know, and then I would get hit, or maybe knocked off, maybe dead, whatever, but, like, I, I always had a, a little bit of an issue triggering some things, or the fact that, you know, the height of, like, when you double jump and hover, sometimes the height depends on like if you touch something on the way up and that can make it so you can't reach your maximum height and sometimes you know I I would I would jump up on on one of the platforms that was going to crumble and I would try like three or four times to get the next platform to extend from the wall and it wouldn't happen in time and I'd fall to my death and you know some of it was just the you know kind of the chaos of the fights but some of it was shifting that balance a little bit to where those quirks didn't matter so much at one ratchet down on the difficulty scale, but I just hadn't really adapted to that or, or kind of mastered the the perfect timing on some of that stuff. So, you know, that that's where it, it kind of dragged a little bit for me on, on the DLC. But, I mean, o overall, it, it was a cool game. I, I, lo I love the mythology and, the, and what they've done with it. I love kind of the, the tightness of the controls and the... In interactions between the controls and the, and the balance between using one and using the other. And while you're using B, you're hoping A is recharging and, you know, the dashing and the levitating. I mean, you, you got a lot of things kind of happening all at the same time, which when it was working well was, was amazing. You really felt like you're kind of in the zone, but, you know, I got pulled out a little bit at the end, but overall I enjoyed it. Yeah, I'm the same way. There was the, the, the biggest thing for me like if you talk about these little annoyances was the fact that sometimes whenever I was wanting to throw something, I would pick up something from behind me and I'm just like, no, I want that thing in front of me. Yeah. Like the missile that's coming at my face. How about that? One? Yeah. Why, why would you take yeah. a rock off the ground? Yeah. Or better yet, uh, like during some of those, uh, Hartman boss fights, I want to pick up the battery. Yeah. Not, a chunk of concrete off the wall to the side of me. So I did run into some of that too. Um, there were some like, yeah, platforming issues occasionally that got on my nerves a little bit. Um, there were some like, you know, just jumps. I was like, can I make that? It looks like I can make that. And then I get halfway there. I'm like, nope, I can't make that. Yeah, you and start I to turn back around. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, ah, I died. And the biggest thing for me was like, this game really pushed you to, um, you know, upgrade. Yep. 
every time you die, you lose 10% of, of the source that you had. And I mean, after that martial fight, I had 20 source because I had died so many times. <laughs> I'm just like, so I'm back to square one. Oh, you do get another, uh, gun ability or a gun shape, uh, with the Alan Wake DLC. Oh, cool. It's like a sticky grenade. So, but yeah, uh, I think overall I had a pretty decent time with it. I love the world. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, these, you know, objects of power, cursed objects. I'll throw it back out there. Warehouse 13 and Friday the 13th, the <laughs> series. I always go back to that one. Although Friday the 13th, the series was all, was more like, this object is cursed and, and you have to sacrifice somebody to use it. <laughs> so it's not like, you know, it's more like demonic stuff. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Um, I just like that kind of, that kind of lore. So this is kind of right up my alley. And I'm glad I finally got to it. It had been something that everybody talked about for a while there. And I was like, eh, I'll get to it whenever I am not busy. And then I made myself busy with control. That's how it works. There's tons of games I want to play, but I, I, I'm busy with Phoenix Down games. So eventually I just like, you know what? Let's do this for Phoenix Down. Yep. <laughs> and then I can push off something else. <laughs> yeah. So, but that's, uh, that's it. Let me check to see if we have any emails. I don't think we do, but I am going to check. Nothing there and nothing there. So, nope, no emails. But if you would like to send us an email, it's drew at ztgd.com. You can also tweet to us. I am at dmlfury and Matt is at remgs. The podcast itself is at ztgd phoenix down. But, uh, yeah, so the, the next game, uh, we decided we're, we're not going to jump into Yakuza just yet. Um, which I, I've already heard from a few people. Yakuza 5 is the not best one. <laughs> <laughs> AKA probably the worst one you're going to play. I wouldn't say worst. It's the most boring one from what I understand. It's very long in the tooth. It's another one of those you play as four different people kind of thing. Mm. So um, we're going to hold off on that one for now. We will get to it. We're going to get through all the mainline Yakuza games. But um, the next game we're going to be doing is AI the Insomnium Files. Um, uh, Jay Lee uh, has uh, proposed this game to us. It's a, uh, I think it's a Spike Suntra? Spike? Is it? AI the Insomnium Files is a Spike Sun Chun Spike Chun Soft. I was going to say Spike Sun Soft, which is completely wrong. Um but yeah, it is a uh, another one of those games. So if you are familiar with Danganronpa, you're probably familiar with this. Um and uh yeah, uh Jay has uh he's already uh sent me a couple of private messages about it. Uh he's given me some directives. I will share with you, Matt. Oh, nice. And he also said, um, he said this, before we record, try to make note of one specific Somnium action that you liked. 
I'll have some questions for you guys. So he will be giving us the, the mystery questions. What do you think is going to happen here as, as a, a way to steer us in the wrong direction like he always does? But now I'm excited for that. I, I, I have, I have no, no knowledge of this game whatsoever. Yep. Me either, other than having played the first half hour of it just to check it out. Gotcha. So I have no idea what this is about at all. And I have or how- very much enjoyed some of these mysterious misdirection games. So is this essentially a visual novel? I, I, no, it's not a visual novel, but it is, okay. it has like investigation scenes. Okay. Would you say it's more like a point and click adventure game? Uh, a little bit. Okay. Okay. All right. That's fine by me. Uh, we'll, we'll give it a shot. But uh, that's going to be our next game. Uh, we're going to do that next week, or start it up next week. So Jay will be joining us for that. So get excited. I want some emails. Anybody out there who's playing along with us, this will be a good one to get into. And the always fun, how wrong can we be with our guesses? I trust me. They're still all dead <laughs> in, in uh, Danganronpa. It fit. Game world it damned. Fi- it fit for two episodes. This is this is hell or some kind of purgatory. Everybody's dead. And Jay's like, oh, how wrong you are. <laughs> so, yeah. But, yeah, that's going to be it for us. I appreciate everybody listening. Thank you so much. Um, but that's the end of Control. Finally putting that to bed. Until next time, I am Drew. And I'm Matt. And we are out of here. You guys have a great week, and we'll be back next week with the beginning of AI the Insomnium Files. Night, the world is mine. With nobody else out here, it's time run wild.
Fantasizing, dancing like flames, mesmerized.